The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. mistakes so ultimately you limit those mistakes and you try to be behind those, those guys um, and, and you, you further forward and, and hope you miss the melee so I think it's going to be wild you know, throughout the next couple weeks and, and uh, you know obviously everybody talks about how wild next week's going to be but nobody really knows so uh, it could be the smoothest race ever and but who knows until, until we get there uh, I think I mean until you kind of get the race started and get going I don't know you know, I mean, I think there's you know, the big thing I've noticed this year about the about the playoffs is it, it didn't seem like we had as many random winners throughout the season. Um, it seemed like the people who won, I thought, were uh, guys who have run pretty well throughout the year for the most part. Um, so your field of 16 to me is probably as strong as it's ever been since I've been doing this. You know, typically. You know, your first round is is not too bad because those guys that you know might have not had a very good day going and had a weather delay, get them a victory or whatever, and get them in. You know, they were the first ones out typically. Uh, but I, I feel like this year it's about as strong as it's been since I've been involved. So I think it's going to be tough all the way down. You know, through you know, this round, the round of twelve and the eight, you know, and so on. But I think this round is going to be tough, and um, I expect tomorrow night to be to be hard fought. I can't say that I'm gonna, you know, do a, do things a whole lot different because you can get yourself in trouble, you know, trying to overreach uh, a lot easier than you can just trying to do what you normally do. We normally try to win, so that's not gonna change tomorrow night. We'll go down here to the right to David, and then we'll go over to Jeff. David Siegel, fun stretch. Um, Last week, Hendrick had probably one of the best performances as a team as a whole, running inside the top 10 for the entire race. Although Richmond's a completely different track than Vegas, I mean, mile and a half short track, can't really compare those. Do you guys think that you kind of maybe turned the corner of the season that has been up and down? I hope so. I agree with you. I mean, I thought last week as a whole, we were probably about as good as we've been all year, um, which was which is encouraging. I think that's good. It's only going to help all of us. Um, I mean, I know that Vegas and Richmond don't get anything alike, but typically the same guys win every week, you know, so ultimately they have the fastest cars or are the best drivers. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I know they're not really very similar, but the same people run good everywhere. So I think if you've made a gain somewhere, it's probably going to show up here too. Come down here to Jeff. Jeff Buck from So what's the mentality? I mean, you're, you start the playoffs, you have a great car, and then it's something completely not of your own fault. How do you go through the week and try to keep a positive mindset now that you're in a hole after that? Yeah. I, I think for me, you know, just the lack of lack of patience. You know, like when something like that happens on a on a Sunday, and you you're in these final ten. You know, we only have nine races left, which is crazy. I feel like we just started, but um, 
I'm just ready to go again. Like, like I got in the plane to go home Sunday after the race, and the race is still going on, and I'm leaving. And uh, I'm just like, man, I wish we were lined up to run Richmond now. Like, I don't want to wait a week to run. Like, I want to go now and try to fix it. Because um, ultimately, that's all you can do is, is wait for the next race and go again. So, I mean, ultimately, just try to fix the problem tomorrow night and, and uh, try to get another sticker. Question about Don Jeffrey, CSP and Media. How important is stage two when it comes to these races? I know that you, uh, before you got your win, you won a couple of those stage twos in a row, kind of set you up for that final run. But just talk about how the strategy plays out in stage two to kind of get guys to where they can contend for wins before before the end. Yeah, I mean, stage two is about as important as stage one, and not as important as stage three. So. Yeah, those stage points are important to get. I think that that's a bit of a, uh, a game that everybody's been playing throughout the year, and especially as the playoffs start, you, you can make up a lot of points by winning or finishing well in, in uh, one, if not both, of those stages. So that's huge, and especially when you're in a hole like we're in right now, um, stage points are crucial. And especially, you know, if you don't have a very good car, you might elect to try to get some stage points if you're pretty good. Uh, then the question kind of raises as to you want to try to get the stage points or set yourself up you know better for the end of the race so um that's a call for for my crew chief alan and we'll kind of see how we are we'll go over to dustin dustin long nbc sports with the roll next week there are those who suggest that it could impact the racing even tomorrow night uh, because of the uncertainty how do you view the can the roll impact the What's going to happen Saturday? I don't know. I mean, I I know everybody talks about how wild it's been, and I've been right there amongst them, you know. But until we get there, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, that race might be the smoothest race of the year. So, I mean, it, it's just tough to say. You know, obviously, it's not very – it's so inviting, and it's going to be so slow. I'm sure there'll be a lot of rooting and gouging next week and, and really easy to pick up some damage on your car. And, you know, as fragile as these cars were, we saw last week, guys were just barely touching the wall, and three or four laps later, they crashed. So, um, that's the big one for me, is just how fragile these cars are now, and, and you can't can't really even lean on anybody and and, uh, and continue forward. So, it's gonna it's important to run good here, absolutely. God, I, I mean, I, I would love to go and, and have a, another sticker Saturday night, not have to worry about next week, but. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'm also encouraged by the road course races this year and how we ran, and it makes me pretty excited to go there next week, and I feel like we have a good shot, too, so it depends on which side of the bed you wake up on. Well, I mean, just look at the contact. I mean, anytime you touch anybody with the, how the fender comes over the tire and, you know, the body's being metal and where the seams meet uh, on the body itself. I mean, if they're just, you can touch somebody in the door, it's going to fold the fender in ever so slightly. And, and uh, obviously, we're all trying to get our cars as wide as possible for, you know, the tires are going to be right against the fender. So, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't hardly touch anybody anywhere anymore. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the world we live in. Any final questions for Chase? All right, thank you, Jason. Thanks. Good luck. I know it hasn't changed, but is it weird 
that somebody who's done virtually nothing but made the championship is now in a position maybe to win the thing. Who's talking about this? No, just not, not anyone specific, but just anyone. It's kind of what the playoff format's all about, right? <clears throat> you come into this with guys that have a dominant regular season, and then you reset the board, and whoever's good in the final ten or, or three by three by three to one obviously has a great shot to win the championship. So um, I think everybody kind of plays their season a little differently given the circumstances that we all um, have, that, that the rules are set the way the rules are set. Like some guys may actually not bring their best stuff to the racetrack for a given period of time, and then when it's time to really show up and, and win races, they do that. So who knows? Um, that's certainly not our mentality and the way that we handle things at JGR and uh, at Toyota. So we just try to make sure that we're doing what we can to win and try to win each and every week. Natalie, you've obviously had a lot of success here, you know, winning in the spring, but you have yet to win a race in the fall. How do you hope to carry over the momentum from the spring into this weekend? I have no clue. Um, you know, certainly uh, the, the fall time is a more important time to be good here, but uh, we just haven't quite been able to pinpoint that and put our finger on that. So um, overall, uh, we certainly have had good results uh, here at Richmond. We've been good here in the fall. We've had good runs. We just haven't been able to close the deals. So. Um, you know, certainly would, would like to be able to do that here this weekend and not have to worry about next week at all. Um, but with uh, everything we've had going on so far this year, we've been contenders and we've been strong each and every week and, and uh, through this entire season. So we just need to get our strength back and, and, um, and be ready for, uh, for every week. We'll go to Nate, Jeff, and then Claire. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Kyle, generally when the playoffs have started the last few years, it seems like the championship teams have taken a step up. Uh, and it seemed as if at Vegas, both you and Denny um, weren't, aside from Eric Jones' spoil, you guys weren't really uh, up a level. Did you, did you guys, were you guys expecting to come out faster at Vegas in the playoff opener? Do you, do you know why you weren't as quick as you wanted to be? Uh, certainly you would expect to, to come out better than what we did. Um, you know, I'm not sure why or what. I wouldn't call Vegas one of our um, better racetracks, you know. Uh, especially, you know, for me, I finished second there in the spring, but, you know, we kind of ran, I don't know, sixth, eighth, tenth all day long. And then the last couple of runs of the race, we were able to work our way up towards the front. And that's kind of the same thing that happened this time around. We were up front. We kind of got back in traffic. We had a loose wheel. We tried to come back from that. And we had the spin with the dirty racetrack and, um, you know, just issues kind of evolved. But uh, at least we were able to come back for a salvageable seventh, you know. But, uh, yeah, we weren't um, we weren't a dominant force of leading laps and being fast. But name a time at Las Vegas that either of us had been. We'll go down here to Jeff in the front. And then declare right next one. Jeff Buck from JeffBuck.com. So your car got damaged by the grass. Denny's got destroyed by the grass. Next week at Charlotte, they replaced the grass with some artificial turf. Do you have any sense what what that would do to a car if it slides across it? Like, is that a solution that could that other tracks could look at, or is that not going to help anything? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's <laughs> let's not be, us be the ones to try it out uh, and see somebody else do it. But um, you know, I think that. Uh, the best line we used it last week too in our team meeting when after Denny's deal on the grass should be uh, taller and more like what did I say a couple years ago I used that in an interview right we need more of it and it should be taller uh, so sarcasm people um, <laughs> the solution is to pave it entirely and if you really want the aesthetics of green paint it green otherwise uh, we'll see what this uh, AstroTurf has to do and if it changes the game or not. I don't know. 
Claire Langs here, Sex Seven NASCAR Radio. We've debated a lot what the effect of the crazy Vegas race and the upcoming Roval will have on the night race at Richmond. And maybe we talk too much about that from a racer's perspective. <laughs> will it get in the minds and thoughts of the drivers themselves? I'm not talking so much the strategy of the teams, but it's kind of a weird scenario, these three races. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously every team is going to have their own um, way of how they set the tone for themselves and how they need to go about this weekend, right? Um, you kind of have a, a win or nothing kind of with the guys that are in the bottom, obviously. Um, Brad's just in la-la land for the next two weeks and can go for broke and try to score more wins. Um, and Truex and myself and Harvick, Harvick's, he's not, he's not hurting too bad, but he definitely can't have another one. Um, but overall, you just have to, for us, we just have to come out here and have a solid night. Uh, we'd love to go for the win, get a win, and, and knock ourselves through and not have to worry about next week, but... Uh, if that doesn't happen, then uh, you know you finish top five, even top ten. We'll uh, we'll probably garner you enough points that uh, that you shouldn't have to worry about next week. So the Roval, Roval, the fact that the Roval is so crazy coming up, does that affect your mentality about this race then? No, not really. You don't want to come out of here any different than what I just said. You know, um, I, again, I think that. Uh, you want to, any race that you can have an opportunity to go into with a, with nothing to worry about, then that's how you're going to set yourself up for the previous race, right? Like I said, the guys want to have nothing to worry about that are down in the bottom, so they want to win. And win and move yourself on. Uh, if they don't win here, whoever's in the bottom is always going to be worried, and they're going to be have, have the most pressure on them. We'll go right over here to Lee. SpencerRacingVoice.com. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the new leadership in NASCAR? Uh, no, not really. Why? Why? Well, just, you know, is there any, is there anything, anything about the new leadership, anything about, you know, bringing in a new president to? Uh, no, not as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, just um, hoping that uh, things either A, continue to flatten out or be turn in the right direction. Obviously, you not want to have something that continues a, a, a negative downturn. So, um, you know, I think that uh, change isn't always necessary, but in the case of this, obviously somebody felt it was. So, um, you know, Steve's now kind of the, the leader of the group, if you will, um, and we'll see what happens. As a team owner, do you look at things in two different ways? One, what, you know, benefits you from the ownership standpoint and what benefits you from the driver's standpoint? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely would, would take both sides of the fence on that. Um, you know, I would take both sides of the fence on that with, with me being a driver at JGR and if I was the owner at JGR and then me being the owner at Cowboys Motorsports and me being a driver at Cowboys Motorsports. So I take it both sides on, on both sides of that fence and, and even in the Xfinity series to an extent, obviously not as much anymore, as much as I've been, uh, held out of that stuff. So, um, you know, with, um, with some things that, have been changes made and changes coming down the pipeline and things like that. Um, you know, they're, they're not a positive for, for me or for my team, uh, or for JGR. So I don't think anybody's really listening or caring about what we have to say. As far as the motor, motor deal in the trucks this year, can you just kind of give an overview as far as how you thought that that went with the great engines? Um, I don't know. It's, um, 
it's not been terrible, but it's not been great either. Uh, we did finally first have, have our first issue this past weekend at Las Vegas. One of our trucks broke a rocker arm, and um, before causing more damage, you know, they they were done with the race, so they had to pit and go to the garage. Um, I don't think we've kind of seen that failure. So by the time, because I won in that engine in Pocono, by the time it gets to NASCAR and gets torn down, that's about 10 days. By the time it gets back to Michigan and gets torn down even farther, that's another 10 days. So we won't know an answer for about another three weeks or so. So that's kind of frustrating, um, you know, because we've got another couple of races coming up that we're going to be using those things. We'll come down front here to Chris Knight. Kitchens.com. Kyle, following up on Lee's question, there's a lot of chatter, chatter in the Truck Series garage that if you make it to the Final Four at Homestead, that a lot of the teams would want to have the OEM motor on their side because they feel like probably had an advantage in case we had a late race restart. Is that something you guys would entertain if it all makes it to the Final Four? Uh, as long as there's an engine provider that will provide us an engine for that race, sir. The 16 makes the final four, and we go ask Mark Cronquist for an engine. I don't think he's going to give us one because we haven't been a, a partner of his for the entire season. He's going to take priority with the 16, no different than what he did with us with Kyle Busch Motorsports last year in Thorsport. They wanted an engine last year at Homestead for the 88 truck, and he said, no, you guys haven't been a customer of mine, so I'm not giving you a motor. So I don't think we'll have an opportunity to have one. There's no other engine supplier for Toyota out there besides Mark Cronquist. Sounds fair, doesn't it? Are there any final questions? Politics, baby. I'm not good at them. They just suck. Sounds like somebody else we all know. Don Jeffrey, CSPN Media. As far as the race goes tonight, uh, after the two practices, uh, what are you going to be talking to uh, your crew chief about as far as what you need for race trim tomorrow? I mean, that's all we worked on in race trim, uh, in practice, was race trim. And so, um, you know, hopefully being able to be fast and, at the speed that we needed uh, in, in the race, which I felt like was what we did here in the spring. You know, we didn't qualify good. We started in the back, but we marched our way up through the field, and we had a good race. So, um, you know, this time around, hopefully we can qualify better, get ourselves up front, and not have to uh, pass as many cars. But overall, um, you know, would like to think that so far with the speed that we've shown and the feel that I have in the race car that we're, we're okay for the race tomorrow. I'd say we're uh, top 10 is kind of hard to, to judge. You know, there's two guys that are kind of good, and then there's about seven that are in a group, and I'm, I'm one of those seven. So, um, you know, we'll see what uh, what happens. We'll go to Wayne, Randy, and then we'll end up with Reed over here. Uh, Wayne, after the Richmond Times Dispatch, uh, you've, of course, had a lot of success this season to put yourself in a good position. Uh, so just what, is, what has it been like to watch what Brad has done the last few weeks to, um, you know, catch a fire at the end of the regular season and into the playoffs? Um. I mean, it, it sucks for us. It's good for him. Um, you know, certainly we, we had that success earlier in the season, but it's better to have it now and uh, and go on that tear. We saw Joey do it, I think, in the round, one of the rounds a couple of years ago. He won all three races, you know. So, um, obviously, this, again, this is the time of year to be doing that sort of stuff. So, hopefully, we can get to that point where, uh, where we can go out here and win some races, um, you know. You see your competition being fast, and you kind of wonder what they got going on or what they're doing. But uh, I think Martin's kind of summed it up last week, which was he's not been the best car. Certainly, they've been good. They've just been able to maximize their opportunities and get in the right spot at the right time and, and get to victory lane. So uh, they've been they've been doing all the right things. Come down here, Randy. Randy Hall, Richmond Times Dispatch. Kyle, uh, looking ahead, it's a bit long range now, but there's talk of rain possibly next weekend. What's your thoughts about 
racing in-ring on the road. I hope to have a 60-point advantage on the bottom four, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that ain't, that, I don't know if that's going to be too much fun. I mean, you, you talk about why don't we race ovals with uh, with cup cars and, um, you know, with rain tires and stuff like that. I thought the highest speed corners we're having at next week's race are the ovals. So, watch this. <laughs> are there any additional questions for Kyle? Go over there to, to Nate. So Las Vegas was regarded as a pretty good race. Indianapolis had decent finish. Bristol was pretty well regarded. As NASCAR looks ahead to 2019, are you hoping that... Are you reviewing the JeffLuck.com poll? Yeah. Uh, very <laughs> reputable, reliable source. Reliable source, got it. Uh, the fans seem to love this racing according to JeffLuck.com. As, as NASCAR reviews the 2019 rules, uh, are you hoping that they factor in that the 2018 rules seem to be on a pretty good front? Um, I mean, I would like to think so, but uh, I doubt it. Um, you know, I think... Does the does the, the has the racing really been better, or has the people covering it done a better job covering the racing? That, that might be kind of where the question lies, in my opinion. So um, sometimes when we get to the mile and a half, like last week, I still had trouble kind of passing guys in front of me. I still had aerotight issues. None of that's just automatically disappeared, right? So you still have some of the same issues you've always had, and the front guy out front kind of gets away. But there has been action on restarts and in, in later stages of the race, but. Is it because the TV guys are doing a better job being able to uh, authenticate that to the viewer and be able to put themselves in the couch sitting with the race fan at home? Are they locked in? As far as I'm concerned, that's what I've been told. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Good luck this All right. weekend. Good. Did Gibbs expect to be better? Did, did you find out what was wrong? Were you trying something new? What, what, what happened there? A uh, little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, we certainly expected to be better. The whole organization thought that they, we that we would be better, but we saw signs of race in practice that we weren't uh, very good uh, in practice. So that kind of just bled into the race, and uh, we all struggled. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, there were some lessons to be learned there from the organization standpoint and, uh, you know, we're, we're moved on for, from it. And I think that, uh, we're better off, uh, now than what we were then. Danny, does being 16th add any strain to you or does the fact that you're 16th and here kind of mitigate that or, you know, kind of where's your head on that? No, I mean, I certainly, you know, wish we would have just, you know, finished, uh, where we were running at the time, I think we were 11th or something like that uh, when we crashed. But, um, you know, I just I went in turn three and four, just like I always had, and the track just was not cleaned from uh, from the wreck that happened earlier and uh, ran through stay dry and wrecked, and then uh, the grass caught the front end, and that was it. But I wish I wasn't in this position. Uh, honestly, I wish we could come here um, and, and have a mediocre race and uh, continue to move on, but I... I don't mind this either. I don't mind having to go out there and know that I need to run uh, top five of every stage, uh, top five in the race to just get ourselves you know, somewhat near that cut line. And then we'll get to Charlotte, and, you know, handle business there. Press box. Go ahead, press box. 
Okay, we're going to continue down here with Randy. Uh, you've had a string, uh, maybe not every race, but several races lately. You qualified well and then had a hard time uh, sort of sustaining that in the race. But what you said uh, when you got out of the car, it sounds like you're set up for long runs better than you were in qualifying. A little surprised that you qualified with you. Give me, a, give me an idea of how that goes. Yeah, yeah, we've struggled, you know, most of the second half of the year just uh, getting the balance where it needs to be um, on race day. Um, you know, we've had decent uh, practices, and then we get in the race, and just is not very good. Um, you know, today I thought that uh, uh, we were probably 20th or something fastest, but we, we went out later than everyone else trying to get the track rubbered in, so you're not going to run a fast time. But I was pretty optimistic about the way my car drove. Um, and that's really what it's all about at a racetrack like this is how does it drive? Don't worry about the times. Uh, and it did a lot of the things that it needed to do. Um, so I, every week I'm optimistic that this is the week that it's going to turn around and things are going to be normal again. Uh, and, and hopefully that's the case. Uh, but uh, definitely, you know, coming here, uh, I know what I'm looking for. Um, and so far I've had that. Try the press box one more time. Okay. question in the press box is for uh, driver Harvick when he arrives. 10-4. Thank you. Any Thank you, press questions? box. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Any additional questions downstairs? Denny, congratulations on the good run. Good luck tomorrow. Sure. Bush Pole Award winner for the 61st Annual Federated Auto Parts 400, and that's Kevin Harvick, driver of the number four, Jimmy John's new nine-grain wheat sub Ford here at uh, Richmond Raceway. We'll open the floor for questions. If you have a question for Kevin, we'll get a wireless mic to you. Questions for Kevin Harvick. Uh, over here. Uh, Jeffrey, CSPN Media. After last week's issues and, uh, you know, the race night ending the way that you like that in Vegas, uh, how does this unexpected poll make you feel heading into tomorrow night's race, considering that your practice times were a little slower than you're normally used to? Yeah, obviously you don't know much about how practice works. <laughs> um, we didn't do any qualified runs, and, and we're able to, uh, you know, really work on our car in, in race trim. So it's a good lesson for you. Don't stare at the. It wasn't unexpected for us, so don't stare at that. Don't stare at that time board. Sometimes it's a little misleading. But um, so for us, it was, um, you know, expect to, to run well, and, and um, you know, I'm really pleased with our car and in race trim and, and we're able to, uh, you know, put together three rounds and squeak through there in the second round, make some good adjustments to the car. And, um, so our first, first three attempts at qualifying went pretty good today. Additional questions here in the line room for Kevin. Go upstairs to the press box. Uh, Reed Spencer with the NASCAR wire service. Kevin, uh, you were outside the top 12 in the first round, the 11th in the second round, and then obviously pole in the third. Was that more a case of, of good adjustments between rounds, um, saving your stuff, or other people falling off more? Uh, we didn't really fall off, you know, and, and I think that's that's part of the part of the game here. And I think we, we made some good adjustments on just making the car better, and you know, for me, just getting a little more confidence in you know how fast I could let the car roll and, and being able to stay in the throttle up off the corner. So a little bit of both, um, you know. Obviously, in the first round. You know, we didn't really know what we had, and we ran one less lap than a lot of the faster guys. Additional questions for Kevin? Let's go down here to Nate. Nate Ryan at Busy Sports. Are you, have you put Vegas behind you completely, or did you do any 
I did that five days ago, four okay. days ago. So you guys didn't like go back and find out what what happened with those tires and like, just put it in the No, I never even asked. I know that there was something wrong with the tires. I knew that from lap one. With lap one, it was absolutely horrible compared to, to what it was with no changes to the car, and, and um, you know it was just it was just way different. All they did was change the tires. Back upstairs to the press box. Steve Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. You haven't won here in five years in this event. How much has the track changed since then? Um, I don't really know. You know, I, I, it's not, not a whole lot different. The, the tires have changed a lot. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, you know, a decent racetrack for us uh, through the years. But, you know, I think um, it's probably been one of our tougher racetracks as, as we've gone through the the five years of Stuart Haas racing. So, you know, I think as we've come here, we've been hot or cold and, and um, you know, so it's, uh, I don't, I don't think the racetrack has really changed that much. There's, there's been some circumstances that have changed, like, you know, my team and, and, um, and you know, just the, the things that, that's, uh, we, we've had race in the, in the rules and the tires. There's just a number of different things. I don't think the track is really that much different. Additional questions for Kevin Harvick. Kevin, congratulations. Good luck tomorrow.